If you could eliminate data entry for your truckload brokers, how much more business would your top performers win? TIE-TMS has an array of tools designed to save you hours a day. Import your entire spreadsheet of shipments. Let TIE create seamless integrations to your customers' internal systems. And if all of your orders come through email, TIE-TMS leverages AI to read an incoming email and enter the shipment for you. Visit tie-software.com to learn more about how you can empower your top-performing brokers to increase their shipment volume today. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expenses to win these expenses. I got expenses to win these expenses. I've been paying all the work. I've been paying all the work. And I've been shutting Hi, and welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host today. As always, I have a special guest coming in in just a second. Chris Seeds, the sales director over at Bridge Logistics. And, um, and also the host of What Not to Miss with Chris. It's a weekly show on LinkedIn. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about the future of supply chain. A lot's going on in the market right now. And we are going to be in Northwest Arkansas on May 9th and 10th to detail that out, what the market's doing, what technology is doing, everything that has to do with the supply chain and the future of supply chain. We also have our March Madness still going on, our ticket special here. Tickets only $12.95, so if you haven't picked up those tickets, do so. And certainly book your hotel room because Northwest Arkansas, we're going to fill up that town. Uh, so we welcome, I, I, I can't wait to get out there and see everyone again. It's been a long time since, uh, since we've been in person, over two years now. Um, but it looks like uh, everything is, is opening up for everyone all across the country. So let's take advantage of it, go see our old friends, make new friends, and learn about the future of supply chain. So with that... I also want to, to give a shout out to Ty. Ty is the ultimate domestic 3PL solution for LTL and full truckload freight. Ty TMS gives you a centralized platform for sourcing load coverage by connecting you to load boards, rate intelligence, and capacity tools on a single page. To learn more, visit ty-software.com. That's T-A-I-software.com. So with that said, let's bring on Chris right now. Kevin, what's going on? Not much. Just uh, sitting here trying to trying to make sense of this market. You know, it's, it's the, the market's still strong. It looks like it's softening up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about something you sent me last week, the Dickens Paradox. So we're going to dive into that. It, it could be one of these, uh, you know, it's very relevant. You, I think you happened mm-hmm. uh, across it randomly, and it kind of, kind of describes what's going on right now or what could be going on in the very near future. Yeah. So if you want to mm-hmm. take, take it away and, and explain the the, 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 the the Dickens paradox, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times, right? <laughs> so the, uh, the Dickens paradox I did, I stumbled across it and actually I, um, an old, um, an old, uh, Sandler, Sandler coaching book that I, that I got years back, but Man, it's relevant. So basically, um, it really just touches on, um, you know, when things are good, we forget or lose sight of, um, you know, all the behaviors and the things that we need to be doing in order to avoid the hardships of when things are really bad. So that could be, 
prospecting. That could be having in-depth customer conversations. Um, basically, it, it's it's the the concept is hey, you can be a really sloppy salesperson when things are good and still have a really good year, quarter, week, whatever, however long um, the tides are turned. But man, if you're not doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, um, you know, while things are good, um, you know, the, the worst of times, man, they, they really are the worst of times and they, they hit hard. So, so Chris, this really resonates with me because I am from oil country, Oklahoma, and you see you this go. in the oil yeah. industry all the time. You got a $100, $120 barrel of oil. You can make money no matter how bad you are. As long as it's sure. flowing, you can be as inefficient mm-hmm. as you want to. It drops down to $50 or $60, and you realize how much waste is in the system. And then you start right. having to, to, to tighten your belt. You, you mm-hmm. start cutting things. You start really looking at how badly this is operated. But it doesn't matter when, when oil is at $120 a barrel, right? I mean, you can right. do a lot of things wrong and still make a lot of money. And it's the same thing with trucking, mm-hmm. right? When trucking, the national average is $3.90 for, uh, or $3.80 for a dry van load anywhere. Uh, you, yeah. can, you can do a lot of things wrong and still think you're, 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 you're doing well. But, but you don't realize mm-hmm. that until you get back into $1.60, $1.70 a mile and you realize exactly. that every, you know, you're, you're behind the, the pace by 10 or 15 steps. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it, I think in that paradox, they reference the, um, you know, in the, good of, in the best of times, it's that spring of hope. You know, everything's good. Everything's great. It's, it's hard to do anything wrong. Oil's up, right? Um, and then you get into that, um, you know, that winter of despair, um, which you typically get into by not doing the things you're supposed to be doing during that spring of hope mentality, you know, keeping your pipeline full. And like I said earlier, you know, make sure you're having, um, you know, customer conversations to make sure that you're still mm-hmm. providing that value that you need to be providing. And that makes sense um, for them to continue to work with you and grow with you. So it's all relevant, but usually that winter of despair and, you know, the worst of times um, is a self-inflicted issue that we run into as salespeople by by not staying on top of the things that we should do, even when things are great. Yeah, I, I think you, you find that in, in all professions, but sales is, is definitely mm-hmm. one where it really highlighted. You get lazy, you get sloppy. I mean, you're going to mm-hmm. hit your quota all the, you know, every single month. So what's the, the, the point uh, these mm-hmm. customers will never leave. You know, this will last mm-hmm. forever, which it never does, right? The, the punch, I know, right? Fingers crossed. Someone's <laughs> going to pull the punch bowl back. Someone's going right. to grab the Kool-Aid and take it away from mm-hmm. you. And if your pipeline is as far as if you haven't been doing the fundamentals, as you said, if you haven't been keeping in contact with your customers and really grooming mm-hmm. those relationships, then when that punch bowl goes away, when the market turns, uh, a large portion of your book of business is just going to disappear and you're going to be yeah, left I mean, holding the bag. Exactly. Yeah. You're, I mean, at the end of the day, your top customer is somebody else's top prospect. Mm-hmm. So if you're not grooming that relationship, if you're not providing value, if you're not understanding their needs once and you know, how, how to move forward together, um, then you're going to end up again, in those worst of times. And a lot of it comes down to good habits, developing good habits, um, being consistent 
with what you're doing, having a good coach, having a good mentor, um, you know, being humble enough to trust those around you so that you can step aside, pretend like you're not there even when you are there so that, um, you know, you're giving your team or whoever um, you're working with the permission for imperfection because eventually they're going to be able to do things, um, you know, at least operationally, if we're talking more of a cradle grade model, they're going to be able to do things operationally eventually better than you ever could because they're going to be more dedicated um, to those, to those, um, whatever those things are that, that, that you do on a daily basis that you don't need to be doing or that somebody else could be doing, right? What, what do you think on, you're exactly right, number one. What do you think is, and what you see, especially in freight sales, what are salespeople probably getting sloppy with right now? What's the biggest offender in your in your mind? Our salespeople, nothing. We're perfect. <laughs> but <laughs> no, sales is tough. Sales is tough, and I think that um, I think if you're not if you're not constantly focusing on building into existing relationships and focusing on the value add surprise. That's what's mm-hmm. most important, right? You guys talk about that a lot. Um, you know, sonar is a good application to help provide that value and create that transparency. But if you're not providing some sort of value, somebody else is going to come in and do that. It's the old, um, you know, what's, what's the, um, what's the best time or how often should you tell your wife you love her? Well, before somebody else does, Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing and, and you're providing that value and you're making sure that value is still current, um, that is where you should be spending your time, right? As well as keeping your pipeline full. At the end of the day, in sales, you don't have to be a great sales. What, is, what does that even mean? What does being a great sales piece, person even mean? You need to be good at building relationships and keeping your pipeline full. Argumentatively, you could be a terrible salesperson but have a full pipeline at all times and move people to close and, you know, find success. Right. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, pipeline and existing relationships, nurturing and make sure that value is there. I would say they're probably the two most important things you need to be doing. Pipeline and prospecting are by far the great equalizer in sales because mm-hmm. it, it is ratio game. So mm-hmm. if you can out prospect and outfill your pipeline by a factor of 10 to 10 to one to anybody else, you don't have to be all that great at anything else in the process. And you're still going to make as much money as, as that great closer, right? Exactly. The, the great closer that has to be a great closer because they don't ever have the pipeline full. So they right. have to lean on that. And that's not a really good place to be because um, there's very few great closers. And what does that mean? I was talking to uh, last week um, to, to Matt Perkins about what does closing even mean? I don't, right. I've never really understood it. Um, you know, what makes a great closer? Someone who's probably pretty confident and, and, and adding a lot of value to the, to the deal. Um, and, and someone that is personable as well, right? I mean, it's, it's not yeah. a trick or a gimmick. You know, if, if you add enough value or if you talk to enough people, you're just naturally going to close. Yeah. And, and, argue, yeah, and arguably, it's, yeah, it's a numbers game. And um, at the end of the day, there's this miraculous thing that happens when you make a lot of dials or you send a lot of emails or you get or you do a lot mm-hmm. of socialing, um, social network events or you go out to a lot of um, conference or trade shows. You're going to build a book of business. It's going to miraculously happen. Right. If you put the effort in, it's going to it's going to show up. Um, 
But at the end of the day, efficiency is important too. And, um, you know, especially in that cradle to grave model, you, you want to be, you, you have to be able to balance that, that sales piece, that building into that book. And you have to be able to balance that, um, that operational lifting, however heavy that is. Um, we should always be striving for some sort of balance between the two. Um, and spending more time with our customers and our prospects and moving that sale forward. Cause if it's not moving forward, it's moving backwards. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, finding the balance between the two, finding that efficiency, right? Always getting better, making sure that, you know, we're tracking our data and we're tracking, you know, how well we're doing. Are our ratios closed or are our ratios getting tighter or wider? Um, because at the end of the day, we don't always have all day as as sales reps to go and hammer the phones, um, nor is that a smart way to work, right? We need to be strategic on how we operate and how we function to make sure that um, the things we're doing every day is building into something and, and we're getting better at, um, you know, increasing our efficiencies, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, to increase those efficiencies and value. I, I think value, I, do, do you think number one value right now, especially in, in the spot market and, mm-hmm. and most of it is, is finding capacity? And it seems like it's been that way for, for a couple of years. I mean, that's a huge value yeah. right, that, that you can offer. But when the market turns... And whenever that is, it is, right? But we all know it, it will. Yeah. When the market turns, you're going to have to start thinking about value and thinking about value in a very different mm-hmm. way because when, when your phone's ringing off the hook, whenever you post out your loads, phone's ringing off the hook, you're really competing on the value side. You know, sure. not, not getting capacity, not being the cheapest rate because rates are going to come down. But what can you do not to get into that trap, really, of falling, yeah. chasing price? is adding a ton of value and mm-hmm. how you do that. There's many ways to do that. What's, what's one way that you think is uh, something that everyone should, just should do? Well, I, it, yeah, well, let me play off what you just said here. You know, as the market turns, you know, brokers notoriously become commoditized, mm-hmm. right? So oh, yeah. right now it's a big, it's a big uh, where's the capacity? That's the value add. Um, and then when the market flips, you know, we become, you know, commoditized if you're not providing the value, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I would argue that the value right now is more important than ever because what it says right now is that, hey, we're willing to put time and effort into providing value to you, whether that's content, whether that's new technology, whether that's um, just building into that relationship. We're willing to do that now. Um, even when we don't necessarily have to, because we have the capacity and that's what you're looking for, but we're going to build that value now so that, Hey, when you see our phone number, come across your caller ID, or you see our email pop up in your inbox. Hey, I want to open that. Or I want to answer this call. Cause guess what? There's value attached to this call or this email. That's going to help me as a Mr. Logistics or a Mr. Um, Mr. Decision maker, make a good decision in his day or his week or his quarterly projections, whatever it is, uh, or his budgets. And, um, you know, it's going to provide that value now. And, you know, when that market does come around and that, you know, that power does move back towards the shipper, um, you know, they're going to remember that we were there providing value the whole time. So they can lean on us and they can trust us um, when those hard decisions do come, um, that we're going to be upfront and honest with them regardless of what's going on in the market. Well, let's talk about value. Let's talk about content. Let's talk about what not to miss this week with Crits. How long have you been doing yeah. that? 
Um, I've been doing it for a couple of years. So we really started yeah. doing it, um, you know, when the, uh, you know, when COVID hit hard yeah. and you had this big thirst for knowledge for shippers. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? You know, help me understand this. You know, we have, um, you know, just the other day we were having uh, conversations with customers regarding uh, rates increasing going into Canada. You know, they're doubling um, in some mm-hmm. lanes. And so, you know, being able to provide that information as to why that's happening um, outside of, well, supply and demand. And that's just that's just the way it is. <laughs> that's the market, man. But that doesn't go over very well. And if I was on the, at the other end of the table, I would I would frown upon that as well, because I have people that I have to answer to as a shipping manager, or logistics coordinator. And um, I, if I just tell them supply and demand, you know, my my job might not be there very long. Right. So. Yeah. We really saw we really saw a need for um, for knowledge to be put out there to answer these questions, and um, you know we, we understand that if one person has the, that question, then there's probably uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 different people that um, want to know what's going on in that realm as well. So it's a uh, you know it's a value add, yeah, but honestly, it, it's a value add for everybody because mm-hmm. you know it, it informs our carriers, it informs our employees or our team members um, on what's transpiring in the market, and then it informs our customers as well. So it's a win-win-win for everybody. It is, it, it is because uh, content is king. And I knew you'd been doing exactly. it for for such a long time now, and mm-hmm. I, I like a couple of years. It seems like it just. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. It seems like the, these two years have flown by, though. Yeah, you guys inspired me. Well, thank right? you. So I was it was a uh, I think it was I put that coffee down years ago with Dooner and mm-hmm. um, yourself, and you guys were talking about um, content, video, yep. and stepping outside your comfort zone. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do that, but I see the value. Let's take the leap. Um, I want to grow. I want to help my, my team grow, my company mm-hmm. grow, our, our carriers grow, our, our customers get better, more efficient. And, uh, you know, it's just one small step towards that content value add uh, mentality that's um, been really beneficial for us. And, um, you know, hopefully everybody that's been viewing it. And, and you know, I, I, I'll give you a great compliment. Kudos. Uh, if you've never done a, a weekly show, or daily show or whatever, like a weekly show. Yeah. If you've never done that, it becomes a grind. Oh, it, it does. It, it it does, right? I mean, it's it, it's yeah. not easy to, to to plan it out, to to shoot it, to uh, to think of ideas, think of what to say, get motivated yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And do it week after week and have great consistency in it. And, and you've done that for two years now. Yeah. And yeah, we've, we've tried to be, we've tried to be really consistent with it. Listen, I'm not mm-hmm. perfect. Um, you know, we don't always get it out every single week or every single, yeah. um, uh, on the exact day that we're supposed to, but you know, we really strive to make sure that that, that content is worth the time of the mm-hmm. individual consuming. Um, we've also started, um, putting out regular weekly market updates, um, just about a minute, minute 30 long. Um, so we do some voiceovers and, and show about eight to 10 different indices uh, to highlight what's transpiring in the market. And, uh, you know, we found that to be really successful as well mm-hmm. as to inform both the customers, carriers and, and team members. Also, um, you know, it seems like that attention span for this for our generation and as we continue to mm-hmm. um, to grow gets less and less. So you want to get quick to the point, make it make sense for them to view and open 
uh, and then move on so they can go out and make the, the decisions they need to make to be successful. By doing the show once a week, or, or you, you've been doing it once a week, you can take a week off here and there, Chris. Right. No, no, <laughs> no shame in that. <laughs> How has that helped you craft your message? Craft your, your message when you're talking to customers, when you're in a sales meeting, mm-hmm. uh, creating a narrative, creating context, and as you said, attention spans. Hooking, yes. hooking someone into your, your narrative or your analysis, right? Because yeah. it is very important. To, right. to be straight yeah, to I, the point, concise, do it all good, do it all right. But if yeah. you're shooting something every week, you have to do that. And right. you have to, and you just get better and better and better at it if you're doing it, right? I hope so. I hope I'm getting better at it. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I hope I'm not getting any worse. Um, you know, fundamentally comes down to the difference between being a broker and an advisor slash consultant. Yes. We're advisors, we're consultants. Yeah, we broker freight. A lot of other people broker freight too, right? Um, Cincinnati is a hot spot for brokerages, and um, you know, so is Chattanooga, so is Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we want to, we want to, we want to be able to differentiate. And um, you know, one of our biggest differentiators, we're advisors. We know what's going on in the market. We kn- we can read the tea leaves. We can know how to plan, um, and we can try to put our best foot foot forth as to educate. Um, our customers and carriers and team members as to how to go about solving problems and to, to forecast and plan. So we don't want to just broker freight, right? Anybody can broker freight. We want to advise, right? We want to yep. be seen as that advisor. And that's really you. help shape okay. that message. Yeah, yeah and, and you, you did it at the right time too. You, you did it in a tight market when things are good. Mm-hmm. You've established credibility. You've established the hustle and the grind. And mm-hmm. whenever the market turns, whenever that is... Uh, you have two years under your belt. You have two years of uh, a track record, right? And you have two yes. years of people watching and building that audience to where mm-hmm. you go into the worst of times, you've laid that foundation to, mm-hmm. to, to take advantage of it. Because if you wait until yeah, the worst of times to start doing what you did, <laughs> right? Then, then you don't we'll see, see we'll any see of the results. The worst of times. Yeah. Right. We'll see when the worst of times come around if <laughs> the viewage stays up. But uh, yeah, we sure hope so. And, you know, we, we want to be, you know, we're, we're in the, sp- we've been in the spring of hope for a long time. You know, uh, we just want to make sure that we don't intentionally lead ourselves into that winter of despair. And, um, you know, that the, the advisory and the content is, is really helping us um, to, uh, to, to be that advisor and not just that broker, right? I, I think no one wants to be a salesperson, right? They wouldn't be an advisor mm-hmm. or a consultant. And there's only one right. way to do that. And that is to know every no more than anybody else sitting at a table, <laughs> knowing the market inside out, or knowing what you're selling yeah. that industry, um, and, mm. and building an audience of people that are learning from you in mm. whatever way possible. And then you become that advisor, you become that consultant. But there's no other way. You're, then you're just a salesperson. You're a salesperson exactly. who uh, in, who is trying to convince people to do things that they don't always quite understand fully themselves exactly and a lot and, and a lot of that comes down to listen we're we're, we're not always going to be the best salespeople in the world right and that's okay we're all right with that we're great at building relationships and we're great at advising and um you know our um leadership here in management does a very good job of um you know listening to those frontline team members at the end of the day your frontline team members have solutions to problems that you don't even know exist at times. 
Um, and if, if you're doing the talking all the time, at some point, there's not going to be anybody there left to listen to. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times you're crafting that content, you're crafting that advisory piece based off of um, some of those questions that are that your, um, you know, your frontline team members, your advisors are coming across and you're drafting and you're coming up with scripts and what not to misses and weekly market updates based off of what's transpiring in the market. So you have to be listening. You have to be engaged. You have to be um, uh, fully engulfed in, you know, what's transpiring in your team on, on, on the front line in order to, you know, come up with that content and to be a great advisor and to, and to teach your team and coach your team to go be great advisors and to have, you know, content conversations as well. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. I'll put that copy down. Once again, Chris C., Sales Director at Bridge Logistics and the host of What Not to Miss <coughs> this week with Chris. Sorry. That's right. I had a little it was a pleasure, Kevin. Time. Thank you. Thanks for having you me, man. You bet. Thank you very much. So, yeah, so the Dickens Paradox, the best of times, the worst of times, you better be on your A game on the best of times. Keep those fundamentals going, keep prospecting, keep filling that pipeline, keep doing everything that you would do if you weren't making any sales whatsoever. Be a little bit paranoid is, I think, the, the, the real key to it, right? Be paranoid like someone's going to catch you, someone's going to out, outsell you, someone's going to take your customers away, and then you're prepared you have that foundation laid for the, the worst of times to, to really thrive in that. So that's it for this week. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expensive to win expensive. I got expensive to win